When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I am so thrilled that you are here with us this week. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Prep Dish, and Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. So it's a meal planning service, and it's healthy, and it's subscription-based. Each week, you're going to receive an email from Prep Dish. It's going to contain a grocery list plus instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. So like today, today's your grocery trip. You go and you get all of your groceries and then you come home and you spend two to three hours. You prep everything and then you have meals ready for the rest of the week. This is like every woman's dream to the what's for dinner question that you have around 4.30 every day. So Prep Dish is offering you listeners of the happy hour a special rate of $4 for the first month. That's guys, that's a dollar a week for the meal plan. Go to prepdish.com slash happy hour and you're gonna find the discount there. Use the code happy hour. You're gonna get four dollars for the first month. Guys, today you're listening to episode number eighty-two, and today my guest is Shay Scholl. And you may you may know Shay online from Mix and Match Mama. She's got a huge blog. Um, she has a huge Instagram, and so she just does. I really appreciate how she represents her family well, um, and she has tons of great recipes and talks about cooking. Anyhow, today was our first time to meet, and by the end of the conversation, I literally felt like I had just met with a friend at Starbucks and spent an hour chatting. So you're going to love it. We talk about balancing online work. She shares her infertility story, which I was really, really moved by, um, and we talk about adoption. My favorite thing that I learned about her today is that she works as a travel agent, which I think, what an amazing job to have be a travel agent and make everyone's dreams come true. You're going to love it, guys. Here is my guest, Shay. Hey, Shay. Welcome to the happy hour. Hi, Jamie. It's good to be here. I am so happy. Like I was telling you a few minutes ago, I've had several listeners request to have you on. So there are some really happy people listening right now. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Yay. Okay. So your kind of online name is Mix and Match Mama. That's right. For someone who doesn't know, like myself, where that came from, what does that mean? Where's that from? Um, well, when I started my food blog, the whole concept was to take standard recipes that you probably make all the time, like tacos and sloppy joes. And instead of making it the same way you always do over and over again, I tweak it. I mix and match the ingredients to make pretty much the same recipe, but it's going to taste a little different. So your family thinks you actually made them something different that night. So that's where it came from. It came from mixing and matching recipes. I see. So have you, okay. So, I mean, if people don't know, you have a handful of cookbooks out. You're a blogger. Um, I just found out that you like schedule travel. You're like a travel agent type person. I, am, I mean, that's uh, yeah, amazing. I, I own a travel agency. Yep, that's right. Which I have a thousand questions that I would I'd like <laughs> to ask you about that, which I already texted you one of them. Um, okay, so you just started blogging, I'm, I'm thinking, about recipes. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I started blogging just in general about eight years ago about my life. 
And then about four years ago, I started blogging recipes on top of that. And then it just went off from there. That's right. Do you cook every night for your family? Um, I, five nights a week, not on Friday and Saturday nights, but the rest of the week I do. do and you love it. I mean, obviously. because you Okay. So it's just, has this always been a passion of yours? Yes. I, um, we were, la- I was laughing with my parents over the weekend because when I was in second grade, I asked to go to cooking camp over the summer. So I love it. I have been, uh, I've had a passion for food and cooking since I was little. Do you, did your mom cook every night when you're growing up? Uh, growing up? Yeah, she did. I mean, I had a busy working mom, but she managed to put dinner on the table every night. Isn't that crazy? My mom did as well. Like, I mean, she worked, both my parents worked full time, you know, outside of the house and, um, and we still would eat meals every night, which I work from home and I really struggle with this cooking aspect of life. And so I look back, I'm like, mom, you're a champ. Like you got home at five and then made dinner for everybody. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. And then my grandma was here recently, my dad's mom. I mean, that's a whole different world. But um, she also worked full time and she would not just like put a meal on. Like they were eating like fried chicken at night, chicken fried steak, homemade mash. I mean, just like the works every night. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Um, You may not know this about me, but people listen to the show know I do not enjoy cooking very much. And the reason I don't enjoy cooking is just because I'm not very good at it, you know? And so it's not like this passion, but my husband loves to cook. Oh, bonus. Bonus, right? Yes. And so all the time um, he loves to cook. But I'll tell you where we have to like make kind of like sacrifices in our marriage is sometimes I'm like, I assume he's going to cook every night. But, you know, mm-hmm. he has a J-O-B as well. Like, yeah. okay. And so he doesn't really want to do that every day either. So I have to kind of learn when is a good time for me to step in with like my crock pot recipes that I have. Yeah, absolutely. And then take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Does your husband cook? He he loves to grill. I mean, yes, he does cook, but he um, excels at grilling. He does breakfast really well. Um, so yeah, especially in the summer, he cooks dinner a lot of nights around here. See, I love that. Just knowing knowing what works well for them. Um, okay. So you, um, have, you're married to your husband for how long have I been married? 12 years. 12 years. Did y'all do anything fun on 10? Um, trying to think. Well, right. I know we went to Hawaii. We took our kids, but we went to Hawaii on um, our 10th anniversary. So yeah, fun. You travel with your kids and I want to talk about that later because I want to talk about traveling with kids because that can be scary for some people, but you do that well. Okay. So you're married, your husband, 12 years. You'll have three kids. How old are they? Uh, Kensington, our daughter, our oldest daughter is seven. Uh Smith is six and Ashby is three. Three. Okay. I don't know why I thought your daughter was older. She just kind of looks a little older. Maybe she's like this old, is she like an old soul or no? Oh my gosh. Most definitely she is. Yes. That's so funny that I thought that just from seeing her pictures. Yeah. She's in first grade. She's seven. Oh, precious. Okay. So I want to talk to you first is you, um, have just, it's just happened. I'm, I'm, but with a lot of hard work, you've created this online presence that you incorporate your family in. Uh How have you had to like, where are the boundaries for you and how has that been and all kinds of things that come with that? How do you kind of walk through those waters with um, talking about your kids, but yet also keeping things personal? Um, I've had to learn as I go. Yeah, I started my blog um, eight years ago before I had kids. And um, so then... And, you know, nobody read it. And so to me, you know, my mother-in-law read it. My mom read it. So I was putting a lot of pictures up there of my kids and a lot of personal information. And I still do. But over the years, I've kind of had to navigate my own waters and learn where my boundaries are. And I'm pretty open, but I'm definitely pretty private about certain things. And I just kind of had to, you know, trial and error, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had, um, like, 
for me, like, I remember when um, I went through the same kind of stages that you're talking about. Like, I've been blogging for a long time as well. And there was a stage where I, like, didn't use my kids' names. And then I, like, was like, well, this is – I've already used them before. So why am I <laughs> – what's wrong? I say that to people as well because people will come up to me and be like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I know you. And just from Instagram or my podcast or whatever. Yeah. And I found that with doing the work that you and I do is that we do let people into our world a lot. But there are still so many things that are just private, you know. And I think that that is where you just have to find that healthy balance. And I like how you said you just kind of had to figure that out as you went. Like, yeah. trial and error. Yeah, and that's what I've had to do. And I think that the older I get, the older my kids get, the more um, private I am becoming. But I don't think it comes across as me becoming more private. But, you know, I try to talk maybe about more things now that are not my kids um, so that my brand isn't just strictly my children, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I've kind of figured that out as well. My oldest is 12. And so when they were little, I had so much blogging material, you know, yeah. about, like parenting and all that kind of stuff. And as they get older, it just doesn't seem like it's anybody else's business. Like the conversations yeah. that my 12 year old and I have, um, which is hard. I'm finding, I don't know what you think about this. It's hard for me because I feel like I'm a couple stages ahead of like, even like say for you, like I have a 12 year old, you have a seven year old. So I feel like there's like wisdom that could be poured out. But it's kind of hard because it's like personal as well. It's, it's yeah. so it's such, the blogging is such a difficult world, isn't it? It is. It is a blessing and it's wonderful. But um, you have to be really intentional about what you put out there. That's so true. That's so true. Okay, let's talk about your kids since we're talking about yeah, kids. I'd love to. Um, okay, I know that your youngest you adopted, but I want to go back a little bit further to before you had your oldest child, um, Kensington. You told me that you walked through some stage some infertility. What did that look like for you and your husband? Uh, well, my husband and I are planners, and mm. so we had it all mapped out how it was going to work. We moved. We bought a house. We started a business. We were going to have kids, and in that order. And when we set out to start a family, it just didn't work. And so we, um, you know, we we you know went down the road of infertility. I did you know first a little bit of drugs, and then a lot of drugs, and then we had an we did our first IUI, and I became pregnant, and then I miscarried at nine and a half weeks. Oh. And then after that, we did five more IUIs. And can you so can you tell me what IUI is? I'm sorry. It's intrauterine insemination. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, um, you know, and there was just not a lot of explanation. I mean, the doctors had theories, but there was nothing just concrete that they could tell me. So we just kind of kept doing the same thing, hoping it would stick one of those times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so after about two years, um, I did my sixth IUI failed right before Christmas, and I um. I was just done. You know, my husband had been injecting injecting me with uh, infertility drugs for a long time. I was so hyped up on hormones. I was just so over it. And so I just told him, I said, you know what, let's enjoy the holidays. I'm tired of taking pills. I'm tired of thinking about this. And in January, we will start IVF and we'll just worry about it then. And mm -hmm. so we went in January and uh, signed all the paperwork for IVF, paid my Deposit for and IVF. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Oh, yeah. IVF, is it like the next step after? It's the next step, yeah. And, okay. uh, and I would say most people don't do six IUIs like I did, but because there wasn't a, like a concrete reason mm -hmm. why we couldn't get pregnant, they, you know, it's less expensive to do IUI. Right. I okay. mean, yeah, it's I less see. expensive to do one IUI. Yeah. By the time you do six IUIs, it's a different <laughs> right, story. Right. Oh. So, uh, so in vitro is IVF, and um, it's more invasive. So we uh, went and signed and paid for it, and they called in my prescriptions for the IVF drugs, 
And uh, when I went to the pharmacy, she said, you need to take a pregnancy test before you take these drugs as, as a precaution. So I went back to work. I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. So, And, and how many pregnancy tests have you taken before? Hundreds. Right. Thousands, so you're just like four working. Billion. I'm just going to be on this stick and yeah. then go back with life. I'm yeah. Like, I'm in my office. Yeah. I mean, oh, my yeah. gosh. People have these like special moments when they find out. I'm like, I, I was on my lunch break. It was not special. It was shocking, but not special. Okay. So you said you had miscarried before though. Is that correct? That's right. I, I did. So how many positive pregnancy tests had you had previous to this one? Um, just, what do you mean? Like, had you, like this pregnancy test that found out positive. Yeah. I know you had a miscarriage before, so that would have been a positive pregnancy. And that had was you, it. That was it. Okay. That was okay. it. So this was super, yeah. super exciting. It was super and scary at yeah. the same time. Yeah, because um, I I don't anymore, but I used to run uh, marathons. And when I had my miscarriage after, at that point, it had been over a year of infertility struggles, I felt like I was at mile 25 of a marathon and somebody told me I had to turn around and start back at mile one. Oh, you know, it was right. just that you're so defeated. You feel like, oh my gosh, I'm almost at the end. And then you realize, oh no, now I'm back to square one. I'm back at that first mile. I haven't even started yet. And um, it's just heart-wrenching. It's so out of your hands and there's no, you have no control. Yeah. And I'm somebody that I like to have control. And um, I like to plan out things. And so God really used that time to shape me and show me that his ways are greater and that I really have no control over this little life I lead. Uh, I mean, isn't that just like, it's just the story of our lives. It's and just it's, like this one foot in front of the other struggle and God saying, hey, I'm in control. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I, I want to hear what happens next, but I'm going to go back a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. When you, when you and Andrew are first starting this, because I know that there's people listening that are like, this is my life right now. Yeah. What were some of the things that helped you guys stay connected? Because I can only imagine the extra stress that that brings in on your marriage. I mean, yeah, not even it, just like the stress of like all these hormones and pills, but I mean, we're not going to talk about this at all, but just to be frank, like just like the act of making a baby, I'm sure becomes so like, it's like a, your job, you know? And so like, how did you and Andrew stay connected and not let this, um, this struggle, like kind of separate you guys? Well, and it's consuming, uh, oh, especially yeah. I think for women, it's, my whole life revolved around my calendar and my cycle, and, and it's very consuming. For us, one thing we did is we continued to travel, and for us, that's always been something that's brought us close together and really strengthened our marriage, you know, just getting away, exploring this world, and the distractions of home we leave behind. That's one thing. Uh, another thing is, you know, we really just, we uh, jumped into a church that we love, and we met yeah. friends. And uh, really tried to plug ourselves in so that we were busy because I, I, for one, find if I have a lot of free time, my mind can wander and that's when I get the most anxious. So I really think we both try to stay busy doing things on our own and then definitely uh, things doing together. things together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. So what were some of the like best things that your girlfriends did during this time and what were some of the hardest things that you had to walk through um, you know, during this? Yeah, one of some of the best things my girlfriends did is they let me talk about it. And I think sometimes when you're going through something like this, people don't know what to say and they feel like, oh, you don't want to talk about it. But I wanted to talk about it. I wanted yeah. to talk about that baby that I lost. I wanted to talk about how much it sucks to have your husband give you four injections in the stomach a day. Like I, uh, I yeah. wanted to talk about it. And my friends were great because they let me talk about it. They let me vent about it. They didn't tell me it was going to be okay. They just told me they were praying for me. And that they loved me. And really, that's all that they can do. And that meant the world to me. What were some hard things? Um, in my Sunday school class, in uh, our little 
Sunday school class alone, 11 of my friends got pregnant while I was trying to get pregnant. And I could spat off all 11 names right now. I mean, that's how much it like. In my heart, I would, every Sunday, I'd be like, oh, good. There's someone else that (laughs) she's pregnant. (laughs) Right. Oh, great. Look, you know, and I'm happy for my friends. I was, I was so, because that's the thing. When you're trying to have a baby, your whole world's about babies. So you want to talk about babies. And I think some people shy from you know, they shy away from talking to you about babies when you're trying to have a baby because they think it's sensitive. But your whole world is babies. Yeah. You, you want to talk about babies. So um, so that was hard just because I was in a season in life where, you know, everybody my age was in their late 20s, early 30s. They were all having babies. Yeah. Everybody but me, I it's, felt like. It's kind of like when we were waiting our kids to come home from Haiti. And then every time someone would bring their kid home, I'd be so happy. You know, like you're so happy for them. But you're like, yeah. why is it my kid coming home? Like this is just... I want this to be my kid coming home, yeah. um, even though you you really are happy. You are, but you want it to be your turn, too. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so then you're in your office, and you take this pregnancy test, and it's positive. I mean, you call Andrew immediately, or were you oh. just like, what the heck? I mean, No, we worked together. And oh. At the time, yeah, so I just walked into his office, and he, I laughed because both times for Kensington and then my next pregnancy, both times I told him, he looked so confused. Like what? That, oh yeah, we didn't get to have one of those special moments. They were both moments of confusion and I don't understand. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just walked in there walked in there, and I told him and he just was very like, what? What What do you mean? What? Like, you know. This can't be right. We just signed up to do, you know. Yeah, IVF. Yeah. Like we wrote a check. Like uh-huh. what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so then, I mean, I've had, two miscarriages before and other people that have miscarriages, they understand this next question. Was there just this, like, did fear take over or did you just kind of walk, start walking through this pregnancy with like faith? Like where were you? Cause I think people either go one way, like, okay, I'm just like, I'm not going to let fear rule because I know that the road I've walked before, but this is a new road. Or some people are just like, I'm so afraid because I know what I just went through. How, where were you on that? You know, I, Really and truly, I am not a worrier. And um, there are great things about not being a worrier, and then there are bad things. Yeah. I probably should worry when the kids are running around the house with scissors. <laughs> right. I, but I'm really not a worrier. I'm very much a, I'm going to appreciate every day that I have because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so I really just enjoyed every day of it because I knew that if that pregnancy had had ended early, I would have wished I would have enjoyed it more. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I really try to live that every yeah. day. Yeah. And so you find out you're pregnant and then you don't need to do the IVF anymore. Then you start going to your doctor and yeah. you, how was your pregnancy? Horrible, miserable. I hated every minute of it. And, <laughs> and this, the one thing you've wanted for years, you're yeah, like, I hate awful. it because you were so sick. Yeah, I was so sick. I was so sick. And I mean, and everyone's I, like, you should enjoy the yeah. sickness. And I really tried to enjoy it, you know, and I really felt so blessed and just at, just overwhelmed with emotion. After two years, I was so just yeah. blessed. But at the same time, it's so hard to be excited when you are just throwing up all the time. You're like, so, how do I find joy in vomiting? Like, really, yeah. people? It's hard. And then you kind of feel like, well, this is just mean, Lord. What are you doing to right. me? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it wasn't great. I didn't enjoy it. I hate that I say that, but it's the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What's, your, what's your encouragement? I mean, with infertility, I, I did not struggle with this in my life, but I have plenty of friends that have, and I've, I've talked to people on the show that have. And so a lot of people will look at your story and they're like, yeah, she struggled for two years, but then look what she got pregnant, you know? And so I know that that it's just not everyone's reality of what it's going to look like. What's your encouragement to a woman that's in the throes of this? Like she's living this right now. What would you say to her if you could just sit down with her? 
Well, it sounds so cliche, but I really, in my heart, feel like it's the truth. I just think one day you'll look back and you will see how God used this in your life. Mm, And I'm not saying you're going to look back later and that you will have given birth to children on your own, but I'm just saying I think you will look back and see how God's hand was in this and how he grew you, strengthened you, matured you, blessed you, even during this time. Mm. But it's hard to hear that. Yeah. so what I usually tell women is this sucks and I'm praying for you because I know it sucks and I'm so sorry for you and I love you and I'm praying for you. I mean, that that's really all you can say. But that's, I really feel like God, he's, he's doing something in your life. That's good. And I think that when you say it that way, a lot of times when we want to give someone advice, we're either like too full of truth or too full of like false hopes, you know? And so when you said like that God is going to do something here. Um, but this sucks and it may not end in a child that you're going to birth. And I'm like, that's really good because it gives like, there's like, there's hope in there. There's grace in there. There's truth. And there's just like reality of, I understand how bad this feels. Yeah. You, you're the blue skies kind, the let's take the long trail kind, the immerse yourself in nature kind, the teach a new generation to love and preserve it too kind, the cold local brews after a day full of adventure kind, the adventurous kind, the friendly kind the local culture seeker kind, and simply the kind, kind. You're the checkout visit parkcity.com right now kind. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. When it comes to family vacations, there are a million different trips you can take. You can get your own trip to Texas. Or if you prefer a vacation from your family, you can always get your own Leave the kids with grandma. Yay! Trip to Texas. So go to traveltexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Uh, okay, so you had your little girl. I did. Precious little baby. And then you were a planner. So what was your next plan? Well, I was just going to enjoy having that little girl. And I thought I would, I mean, I wasn't going to be greedy. You know, I waited so long to get one kid and I was <laughs> super happy and blessed with that one kid. But God has just a funny sense of humor. And when she was about seven months old, I became pregnant with another kid. So oh. back to back. I know. So God's funny like that. He doesn't just like to bless you. Sometimes he likes to hit you over the head with a blessing. Okay, so, so which pregnancy test was more like crazy? The one in your office or the seven month later? I think the one in my office probably. The seven month later, I um, I woke up that morning and I mean, I did not even move. I woke up, my eyes opened and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm about to throw up everywhere. I am so pregnant. And I mean, you just, just knew. that feeling, I had had that feeling for nine months. <laughs> and when I woke up that morning, it was back and it didn't go away for like another nine months. You so, were so sick the second time as well. Yes, I was, which uh, it works, it works out well because my little girl was only like eight, nine, ten months old. So she didn't realize mom was just laying there all day. True. So it worked out okay. But oh yeah. Uh, my gosh, um, Shay. Some people like have like an awful sickness like one time and then like 
the next one is like different, but you had it both. Both. I mean, I both. It, I never felt good, which I feel like I'm like being all whiny about that now. Uh, but it just it was not yeah. fun. Yeah. So but, there, there yeah. came your little boy, Smith. Yes. Oh, uh, and they're so close. So they where does that put them? Months and Sixteen three days. 16 yep. months. Oh, yeah, because I saw your Instagram this morning, which I giggled at, because <laughs> you had your littlest one on there, and you had said that your daughter said it's not fair that she gets so much, like, alone time with you. Yes. And you said she must have forgotten about the 16 month and three days that she was alone. I mean. Well, and you were, like, vomiting everywhere. I know. That's the sad part. Like, nine months of that. Yeah. I was sick the whole time, and I laid on the floor. Oh. She had she had a good seven months with me. It's a shame she doesn't remember it. That's cause... a shame, right? <laughs> Those were, like, the best months of your alone time with mom ever. I That's know. hilarious. Um, okay, so then you had your two kids, and then your last child, um, your sweet little Ashby, you guys adopted from China. He so did. how did adoption come into your world? Uh, well, so we had Smith in January of 2010, and in November of that year, um, my husband and I are both volunteering at church, but in two different services. And so I went to worship by myself, and it was Orphan Sunday, which right. you know, uh-huh. is a nationally recognized one Sunday in November. Every year we recognize um, orphan care and adoption. And I really just felt like when I was sitting in that service that God was just speaking right to me, saying, you're going to adopt an orphan. Like This is happening. You're going to be a mom to a child that doesn't have a mom. And I felt like I was just being hit over the head that day. Was this a uh, foreign thought or had you ever entertained this? Oh, it was this? completely foreign. I mean... I'd always before I would have told you like, of course I have a heart for orphans. Right. Yeah, but I never in a million years thought that I I should be one to like mother an orphan. Right. I never thought that. Mm-hmm. And so then you're sitting in the service, and then does your husband Andrew go to the same service next or something? Yes. Yeah, so he went to the same service next, and I went on to to teach the three year olds, and then we met up at the car later. And I got in the car, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what'd you think about that service? Wasn't it amazing? I totally feel that we were called to adopt. And he was like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is like so many times I hear the same story where the wife is like, I'm in. And the husband's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He was like, we, our daughter just turned two, and we have a... 11 month old. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Cause the same year that he was born. Yeah. yeah. You're like in the trenches of like babyhood. Yeah. Yes. Toddlers. He was not compelled at all. And he had sat through the same service, which for me, I just couldn't imagine how <laughs> anyone could have sat through that service and not wanted to adopt. But, um, isn't that God, funny how God yeah. works? Because literally I love how you just said you were in the same service as I was. What did the Holy yeah. Spirit not speak to you? Like you did to so, me. <laughs> I'm so confused. Right. So like what's going on? And yeah. so then what happened? I mean, how does that lead you, uh, you, to ch- you guys to China? Well, so after that, I did what, you know, a lot of wives do. I continued to talk about it, even though he didn't want to, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yep. for m- months and months. And so after, you know, about spring, after a couple of months, he said, you know what? I cannot talk about this anymore. He's like, I do not feel called to do this. We have two kids. I don't think this is for me. But he said, I will promise you that if we can stop talking about it, I will pray about it every day for a year. He said, I will just in my own quiet time, I will pray about this. And he said, I'm going to pray that God changes one of our hearts to be the same as the other person. I love it. So I committed to pray the same thing. And so so you were cool with that. You were like, okay, this is a great plan. I felt like, you know what? At least he's praying about it. You you know, he could have just shut me down, but Mm -hmm. he was, he said he would pray and I knew he's a man of his word. So I took him up on that. Yeah. And so then tell me what happens. So then about nine months into this praying about it thing. Okay, so I do have to ask. I'm sorry for interrupting you again. Did you really stop talking about it? Yeah, no, we did. Like, we really stopped talking about it. I 
Were you thought, still like online looking up stuff? Oh or? yeah, I was already okay. naming the baby. Oh yeah, I already picked up nursery furniture. Oh totally, of course. My, because That's how my us heart, moms are. Yep, <laughs> totally. My heart hadn't been changed, but I was praying, and I uh, and but I wasn't gonna. I hate to use the word nag, but I wasn't gonna nag him about it. For sure, yeah. Um, and then one night we were driving home from my parents' house, and I needed an onion, and so we pulled up in front of the grocery store, and I ran in just to get one onion. That's it. And come back out. So that took me all of like two minutes. And by the time I got back out to the car, um, my husband was sitting in the front seat and he was crying. And I was like, oh my gosh. And what he happened? said, yeah. he was like, we are supposed to adopt an orphan. And I was like, why? And he said that he had watched this dad walk out of the grocery store and like cross in front of his car with his three kids. And the dad stopped in the middle of the parking lot and got on to the third, the third kid. Uh-huh. And the little girl just kind of held her head uh, low and just. You know, she looks so defeated and sad, and he goes, it just hit me, like, how many kids are out there right now that are defeated and sad every day of their life, you know? How many kids just have no hope, and they have no joy, and he was like, who are we to say that we can't, you know, parent one of these kids? So, from there, we set off to pray about, because we didn't know, do we need a boy, do we need a girl, what country do we need to adopt from, and there's so many things to think about, what age, so we set off to pray about that, and over time... God really um, put the little girls in China on our heart, mm-hmm. and that's where we—that's where we started looking. So, but there had to have been something else happened in that car. I mean, he's crying, telling you this. Are you like excited? Or are you calm? Or are you just like, okay, well, we got to call an adoption agency on Monday? I mean, how how did you react to this? Every, well, here's the deal: every time a child has been announced in this family, somebody's shocked. So uh, he was shocked with the first two. And I was just really, I was so, even though I knew it was on my heart, I was just shocked. I was really shocked. And then I was a little scared too because, I mean, let's be honest, when things are going really, really well with the kids that you have, when you add another one, whether it be biological way, or an right. adopt, yeah, yeah, it's scary because you think, is this totally going to upset the balance of what for we sure. have going? Yeah, yeah. And I you mean, don't want to do that. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I say that as well. Okay, so yeah. then y'all started walking down the road. And by this Good. time, I mean, your son was one, I'm taking, I'm thinking. Well, we started praying about, you know, the, you know, Andrew and I are big on, we're going to pray everything through. So uh-huh. at that point, we started praying about what kind of child we were supposed to adopt. And that process took about a year. So you you have to fast forward to June of 2013. And that is when we, we contacted our adoption agency and just decided like, we got to do this. Now's Mm -hmm. the time. And at that point, my kids were three and four. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I was, um, I always, I love how you said that you guys prayed about it so much. I feel like sometimes, um, People don't really pray about it. They just say, like, I'm just going in. And I'll, I'll admit, when Aaron and I stepped into the world of adoption, um, we just kind of jumped in um, a lot, in a lot of ways. We just kind of jumped in. But I have kind of a similar story with you, as in after we had two, we had two kids, just like you guys, and I was like, I'm ready. Like, I, we never talked about having any more biological children. Um, and I was like, I'm ready to adopt. And Aaron was like, no way. Nope. We have our two kids. Life is good. Kind of like Andrew was like, why would we, yeah. why'd we add to this? this is, we ain't got a good thing going, you know? Um, and I did the same thing that you guys did. Just began to pray like, God, just, you got to bring us together. And and it was Aaron who came to me and was like, okay, I'm ready. And I was so shocked. Just like you. I was like, what? Yeah. I know this is what I've been wanting, but are you, did you, did I hear what you just said? Right? <laughs> like what? Can you say it again? It's so yeah. crazy. Ah, uh, so, so you decided on China. And then, yeah. I, I mean, I know from being in the adoption world a couple of years ago, China was a long wait. Were you guys in on that or? You know, um, you hear different things. 
Um, they told us that they were estimating between about nine and 24 months. Mm -hmm. So, and our process took 18 months and three days. Okay. So it, you know, in the middle of it, it felt like a long wait, but okay. on this side of it, it went by fast. Yeah. Yeah. And how old was your daughter when she came home? She was two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. And so how long has she been home? She's been home almost 15 months. Okay. And so how's it been? I mean, I know that's like a Amazing. loaded, huge question, but. Um, and I hate to, I always used to make excuses. I would say it's been amazing, but I'm sure it'll get bad any day now. You're just going to own it. Yeah. Well, one of my friends who has also adopted um, a little girl from China, she was like, no, it's just an amazing experience. And just say that. It has mm. really been amazing. Uh, she's not perfect. We're not perfect. But goodness, you can just tell that God made this perfect for us. You know, mm. his hand was in this. She was meant to be my daughter. She was meant to be part of our family. And it's just been uh, such a miracle and a blessing. Well, she is so super cute. I mean, all of your kids are, you know, they're just, and I love watching your family from the online world. And so super excited for you guys. Okay, guys, we're going to get right back. But first, I want to tell you about another sponsor for the show, and that is Lily Jade. You've heard me talk about them before because they were on our Christmas episode. Well, Lily Jade bags, it's such an incredible value. Normally, a full grain leather premium tote would retail for hundreds more. But thanks to their unique e-commerce model, Lily Jade's able to get their gorgeous pieces into even more women's hands. Some of their most popular styles can be worn three different ways. And you know us women like things that can be worn three different ways. Number one, you can wear it over the shoulder or across body or as a backpack. Every single one of their bags comes with a removable, washable 16-pocket organizer protect your investment and to organize all your gear. Ladies, if you could see the inside of my purse right now, it would be astonishing. I need this 16-piece thing in every single one of my purses. I have a Lily Jade bag. It's my computer bag. I love it. It's the best bag I've ever traveled with. Um, these are also diaper bags, but you know I'm way past the diaper stage, but I still love my Lily Jade bag. Lily Jade is not just a great bag company either. The heart of Lily Jade is to give back, supporting all women and especially moms. Every month, for example, Lily Jade gives a bag away to a deserving adoptive mom. I love that so much. And they're also running monthly campaigns on Instagram to celebrate the everyday stories of, a, of amazing women. Follow them on Instagram. It's at Lily Jade Co. That's L-I-L-Y-J-A-D-E-C-O. And then you're going to join in and you're going to be able to share your story with them as well. I highly recommend you follow them on Instagram because they post beautiful pictures anyways, but then you can see more of their bags. So guys, check out their Instagram, but also go check out their website. It's lily-jade.com. So it's L-I-L-Y-J-A-D-E.com. This is like a perfect Mother's Day gift too for anyone in your life. All right, Lily Jade, thanks for sponsoring the happy hour. Yeah. Let's move into traveling then because I want to ask you about this. You guys, you and your husband, you've mentioned this already, have been traveling for a long time together. Um, and now you take your kids. Did you ever think about, like, I guess my question is a lot of people, like my husband and I, we travel, but there's a lot of times we don't take our kids with us. Do you guys do a good mixture of both or do you like it better with everybody together? We do sometimes do trips just us. I would say like once a year, just Andrew and myself mm -hmm. will do something uh, last year we went to Mexico the year before that. I think we went to Vegas. I mean, so we'll go, um, sometimes just the two of us, but we really like taking our kids. Okay. So, so how was it traveling internationally? Um, well, I mean, we've done it so much with my, with our kiddos and, uh, they're pros at it uh, really and truly they are. Yeah. Okay. So but what makes it easy for practice. you guys? I mean, okay. So practice, you practice. said, so what are some yeah. things that you've like figured out that like, okay, 
these are three things or not three things, just whatever. But what have you learned along the way with traveling internationally with kids? And your well, kids are young. I mean, seven and under. Yeah. Well, they've been to seven. My two oldest kids have been to 17 countries. That is and, crazy, yeah. Shay. Well, here's the thing. We learned 17 this, countries? We learned this really fast. You know, if your kid's under two, they fly for free. Oh, hello. So, True. Well, hello. So we were like two crazy people on an international <laughs> flight holding two infants in our lap because, hello, they were free. Because so, you had two kids under two. Yeah, totally. So for a year. And um, so we started, I mean, like once you take two kids under two on a long flight, anything after that is a piece of cake. You've got so, it down. Yeah. Yeah. So my tip number one, start under the worst case scenario. And then after that, it'll seem really easy to you. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's, that's like a life tip right there. <laughs> yeah. Make it um, horrible the first time. And then yes. after that, it will seem like a walk you in got the park. nowhere to go but up. Okay. So 17 countries. I mean, that, even if they were young, I mean, that means that you and your husband have been doing a lot of traveling with them. A lot of kids in this world won't see 17 states before they're 18. Yeah. I mean, that's really great. Um, is, this a, is this a value that was instilled in you from your parents? Or is this something yes. that you and Andrew kind of did? No, my parents, I grew up traveling um, with my family and uh, from a very, very young age. And it was just always important, especially to my dad, for us to not just learn about the world, but to see the world. And he wanted us not just to read things in textbooks, but to actually go and visit it and touch it and see it with our own eyes. And when I married Andrew, he had not been anywhere. And I think he'd only been on maybe like just a handful of flights. Just very get ready, baby. We're going. And I, yeah, I told him, I said, this is always going to be important to me. And I would rather live in a smaller house and just save as much money as we can and put it aside. And because that's important to me. And it quickly became important to him. It did not take long for the travel bug to bite him. That's awesome. I have a girlfriend who is like the way you described your dad is how I've heard her describe how she wants to raise her kids. Um, And she's taking her kids on international trips with her as well. And they, like you just said, they were like babies. So they were free. And she's like, I just put on the wrap and we just went, you know, and their sleep schedule is already crazy. So they adjusted to the time zone changed better than she did. um, And she just went with it. Um, so what's the best place? Okay. I'm thinking when you said you went to Mexico, where do y'all go? Cause I have a favorite place. I was going to see, uh, we've only been to Mexico together once, which was our first time to go together. Ah. Yeah. I we went to the Riviera Maya. We had a nice time. Oh, okay. So uh, this is where you need to go. Tell me. Um, and Aaron always tells me to quit telling people about this place. Cause it's kind of this quaint little place. It's called Tulum. Oh, I've heard about it. My <gasps> friend Tori goes there all the time. Does she love it? Oh my gosh. She just was there last week. Yes. It's literally my favorite place to go in Mexico, and we do like Airbnb. I mean, we we don't stay in the resorts, and we don't stay like in the – we just find an Airbnb on the beach. And it's this quaint little like – it almost feels European to me a little bit. Um, We love it. Absolutely love it. I have heard so many wonderful things. I'm going to need to add that to my list. Add it to your list. Add it to your list. Where's the best place you've been? That's a loaded question as well, but – um, well, I mean, China obviously was the best place that we've ever been because we, got to, we exactly. got to come home with little Ashby. So, yes. Uh, so that was, but you know what? I am a, um, I'm a history buff. Mm. And so I like to be able to take my kids places, you know, like they saw the Mona Lisa over the summer and, um, you know, I like, you know, they've been to concentration camps for them to, to see that, you know, yeah. it's one thing about it but to actually like touch the walls and the, mm-hmm. and the nail scratchings and to see it that's you know that they'll remember that 
forever. So that's awesome. I always, I, Aaron and I always tell people because we're big um, on like getting away. Like we're going to do like a staycation in a couple of weeks here in Austin, just the two of us. Um, and we we do this. We kind of think about it the same way that you guys do with traveling. Is that sometimes you just um, we haven't traveled like you guys have, but just in our little travels, like you just have to kind of like sacrifice some things to yeah. do things that are more valuable to you. You know, like we've never had cable. Like that seems weird, but okay. we just don't have cable because then we'd rather you know. Go out to eat to a nice restaurant instead of that. So just where are your values? And so I love that, that you're just saying anyone can do it. You just got to know where your values are. Yeah, that's right. You have to you have to think in advance too. You know, we think about trips several years in advance because we start saving for them that, you know, yeah. that way. So, yeah. That's good to hear too. So you're just kind of like, hey, it doesn't seem so far off if you plan two years for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, you do travel agency? What is I, What is this? Well, you know, I've always been a traveler and I've always blogged about it. And then once my traffic on my blog started picking up, people were emailing me left and right saying, help me with this vacation. Can you plan this vacation? And so I uh, went and got certified and got an IOTA number and I opened a actual legit travel agency. That is so crazy. Like you just yeah. have your own travel agency. So I saw on your blog that you only take a certain amount of trips. Tell me, how do you, do you actually plan the entire trip for them? Like what do you I offer? Do. I do. And I'm doing it differently. I started doing it differently um, in August. It's working out really well for me. Uh, prior to August, just I would take a certain number of trips a month. So. Uh-huh. Let's just say I was th- taking 10, okay? Okay. I would be like three Disney World, a Hawaii, uh, two Mexico, two Europe. I mean, you know, it was like uh-huh. I was everywhere. Right. I was everywhere. My brain was all over the world. And so, and then I would tell everybody else, no, you know, like, I'm sorry. I'm booked for the month. I'm sorry. I was, so I was saying no to all these people. Well, I realized I was saying no to a lot of Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise Line because I think the age of the people that are reading my blog, like that's that's where they are. You know, they are moms. They've got young kids. They're going to Disney World. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to try and just for new clients, just accept Walt Disney World and Disney Cruise Line because I bet I can get, let's say, 10, 10 a month of just that. And then my brain can just be there. Yeah. And so that worked. And then so I'm saying for existing clients, I'll plan their vacation anywhere in the world. But for new clients, I'm just doing for now, Disney World and Disney Cruise Line because it allows my brain to like stay there. Yeah. And it makes it um makes it better for me as a travel agent, it makes it better for me as a mom. I'm not so spread thin, my brain's not fried. So that's what I'm doing right now and it seems to be working. I know I followed you on your little Disney cruise and it got my mind wondering like is this something that my kids would enjoy? And I think I even asked you like my oldest you is did. 12. Is this are we t- did we miss the boat on this? No, you get on the boat, Jamie. Get on you the Disney boat. Get on the boat. No, I actually, my kids had a blast and I think the older they get, even the more fun it'll be for them. Okay. So this yeah. is something that I, I mentioned it to Aaron the other day and honestly, his reaction was like, that sounds like my worst nightmare is a Disney cruise. Okay. Um, I'm going to like, I'm going to be very honest. It sounded like my worst nightmare too. And you loved it. And yes. And my husband was like. I mean, I pretty much had to drag him on there, but I had so many clients over the years and a lot of these clients were friends of mine from church and stuff that wanted me to send them on a Disney cruise and they could not say enough nice things about it, great things about it. So I was like, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it even though I had always said I wouldn't and I loved it. I loved it. So it's not just travel agent recommendations, actually personal, you liked it. 
I oh yeah, I absolutely loved it. I would have said if I didn't like it, and I absolutely um, we had the best time. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be Disney World on a boat. Yeah, like, that's like, what I'm imagining. Yeah, I thought like Mickey Mouse would have like thrown up all over the ship, <laughs> yes. and that's what it would have been like. But it was just a nice cruise line. It was okay. just really nice, um, and you kind of had to look hard for the Disney stuff. Really, you did. That's that's encouraging because have yeah. you have y'all cruised on other lines? We have, and okay. and I'm very particular about what lines I cruise on and um I held it to the same standards as other lines and it just was amazing okay, really that's was. good to hear I have only cruised twice and I'm not I have not been that particular I will not name the cruise line but it's probably not one of the nicer ones um and so to hear that it's better actually is encouraging yes it was um you know my favorites are like princess norwegian Holland, yeah, see, America. you can guess mine is not up there with that the I, one I, I was on <laughs> pretty sure i yours i could guess what yours is yes. and i don't send people on those <laughs> because i don't want them calling me for in the obvious of the night complaining. Yes. yes oh we did a cruise okay so i Aaron and I have done two cruises. One was just the two of us early after we got married. His parents sent us on it for our graduation gift. And we had a, we had a good time, you know. Um, but we said on that cruise, this would be really fun with a lot of friends. And so in 2010, our son Amos came home from Haiti. And we had been like a three-year journey. And so the only place we traveled in the past three years had been to Haiti. And so I was like, okay, I need to get someplace else, right? And so we booked a cruise with a bunch of friends. And it was so much fun. They're so much fun. You know what I love about cruising is, I mean, I love, land vacations are my favorite, but I love cruising because it takes a lot of the uncertainty out of it. Like, you know, like you don't have to argue where you're going to eat dinner or what time you're going to eat dinner. Right. Or it like answers all those questions for you. Yeah. You're eating yeah. at the 530 or it's the 8. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you're eating here at this particular place that they've told you where it's, you have to eat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was fun when we had friends because we could like hang out with them yeah. or be alone or do, you know, it was just great. So. Yeah. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Okay. I want to hear about your three favorite things and what you're reading. But first, I would be like amiss if I didn't ask you what people might not know is that your brother, Sean, was The Bachelor a couple years ago. He was. Which, that was the last Bachelor I watched until this last one with um, Ben. Oh, I watched Ben season two. I loved Ben. I did too. But tell, were you as stressed out as I was on the night that he told two women that he loved them? Like, literally, my armpit started sweating for him. I was like, what just happened? This is like, I've never seen this go down a Bachelor. And I haven't watched it, like, forever, you know. But I was so nervous for him. Were you nervous for him? Or what were you thinking? I, you know, I, because I've had a sneak peek of behind the scenes of The Bachelor. Okay, that's probably true. It it makes my perception a little bit different. But it, it I do think they try so hard to make it as authentic as they can. And I think he authentically meant it when he said it. Um, but, but then you know. media kind of made it a bigger deal than it well, was. And I'm thinking if I'm Lauren, who he picked, I would have been like, why are you telling Jojo you left her at the same time? You know, right. I mean, it's real life people. That's what people don't understand. This is real life. You know, <sighs> oh, was it hard to watch your brother on TV? Uh, well, the, the nice part is, is I knew how it was going to end before either season began. So okay. uh, that made it. Oh, a I lot forgot easier. he was on twice. Yeah, he was on The Bachelorette. And, oh, uh, I did watch that and one the too. Bachelor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So that made it easier, I'm sure. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I knew both times. Uh, I knew like when he was going home on The Bachelorette, and I knew who who he was going to pick on The Bachelor. Mm. So it made it a lot more fun to watch. That's awesome. And congratulations on y'all's new baby coming to the family. I know. I'm so excited. Ah, so fun. You? 
You're the blue skies kind, the let's take the long trail kind, the immerse yourself in nature kind, the teach a new generation to love and preserve it too kind, the cold local brews after a day full of adventure kind, the adventurous kind, the friendly kind, the local culture seeker kind, and simply the kind, kind. You're the checkoutvisitparkcity.com right now kind. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. So fun. Okay. What are three things that you're loving right now? Okay. I am loving, I love everything, Aww. but I know I really do. I try to love everything. Um, I, I mean, can I just say Netflix? Cause I'm in love with Netflix. Yes. yes. Okay. Just a blanket statement. <laughs> right. I love Netflix and I don't exactly know what I did without Netflix. Oh my gosh. In right? my life. Yeah. No, and what did our kids do before Netflix? What did my kids do? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's changed my life. And as shallow as that sounds, I'm going to say I love Netflix. It's okay. What are you watching on Netflix right now? Anything. I mean, I'm watching House of Cards. I'm yes. almost done with season four of House of Cards. Uh-huh. Fuller House. I'm yes. not going to lie. This almost 35-year-old watched every episode of Fuller House. That's hilarious. I mean, I just love Netflix. The other day I was watching Frasier on Netflix. When Frasier's on like five times a day on regular TV. But- <laughs> I was watching Frasier on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, love I love it. One of my, I had some three favorite things too that I was going to tell you about. One of mine that I was going to tell you was Friday Night Lights. Did you ever do that? <gasps> yes. Okay. We, um, we're in the middle of Friday Night Lights, like seven seasons. I think we're on yes. season four. Yes. Okay. We're like halfway through. I'm a big fan of Tim Riggins. Right. Who isn't? Yeah. So you're loving it. Loving it. Okay. Yes. So I watched it a couple of years ago. I don't know why. So I had several friends that were always like, Jamie, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. And I couldn't get into it. I just couldn't. And then finally I did, but it was during the summer and Aaron was traveling a lot. And so it's like one of those shows that I binge watched without him. Like he never saw any oh. of it, but he's watching it now. And so, um, every once in a while I will jump in with him. And so I'm like reliving it with him and it's so much fun. I love that show. So much fun. I love all that. All the characters. I love that show. Love it so much. I was just telling him, I don't know if you uh, listen to podcasts at all, but there's a guy named Sam Jones that has a podcast called, um, oh, boo. Anyhow, you can find it if you look at Sam Jones. And he had um, Tammy Taylor. What's her real life name? Oh, That's not yeah. Her name. Um, Connie Britton. Connie Britton on. Yes. yes. And it was one of my favorite podcasts that he did because she talked about the filming of Friday Night Lights a lot. So if you're a Friday Night Lights fan, you'd love that episode with Sam Jones and Connie Britton. So. Oh, okay. I'm writing that down. So Netflix, what else? Okay, I just started reading The Battle Plan for Prayer, about, and it's about prayer. Okay. It's from, uh, yeah, the same people that did The War Room. It's such a good book. Yeah. It's a book. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, yes, what, what else are you loving? Um, oh, goodness. I mean, oh, well, I mean, baseball season's about to start. I'm a huge oh, Red Sox fan. Oh, you love fan. baseball, yeah. Yeah, I love baseball. And so baseball season starts. The Red Sox first game is April 4th. It's like circled and highlighted on my calendar. Cannot wait for baseball season to start. Okay, so you're like a fan. Like, you know when the first game is. That's not just like you oh, love I'm a baseball. Fan. You're a fan. Do you I'm ever go to the stadium? I do every year. I thought you were going to say that, yeah. Yes, is I do. Is it like a family trip or you and your dad or what? My, it's, uh, my dad and I, we go. And my husband's a Yankee fan. So, <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yes. So he does not go, but my dad and I go every year and have for years and years. Yeah. I love that. I love baseball. Not like you love baseball, Um, but I love watching. It's my favorite sport of my kids to watch is baseball. Um, My husband said he'd rather like watch grass grow than baseball, but I think it's so fun. That's how I am with basketball. I mean, I'll watch the last 30 seconds of a basketball game, but up until then, I feel like it's like, you score, you score, you score, you score. Like, yeah. And then like the last 30 seconds, the last person that scores wins. That's, so, a, that's how it works. There, well, sometimes, but yeah, uh, I know. Yes, but baseball, I love it. Love that's it. awesome. Okay, so um, I was going to tell you about this. I just am a new customer. Have you heard of Seiko Designs? Oh. Okay, so you're going to check them out because I think that you're going to like them. Um, it seems like it would be like kind of your style as well. Seiko, um, Liz, the creator, has been on the show before. So if you're listening, you probably heard her. But I just bought my first pair of their sandals. And mm. they are so comfy and beautiful. But the, another reason I love them is because it actually like proceeds go back to women in schools in, um, I want to say Uganda, and I'm going to check that out before I put on the show notes. But so, um, Seiko designs, I got my new sandals for the summer and they're amazing. And it's a give back program and I love them. So they spell Seiko for me so that I type it in correctly. Oh, look, let me, I wrote it down. S S E K O. Thank you. But it's set, but you say it like Seiko. Okay. Um, but Liz, um, she, she was, it was really, I loved her show because she told us a story of how she started the company. And so it was a lot of fun. But anyhow, I finally ordered a pair of shoes and loved them. Well, it's almost sandal season. So I know, right? That makes so, me excited too. Yeah. So you told me a book you're reading. Is that what you were going to say for what you're reading or are you reading something else? I read a lot of things. I'm reading that, The Battle Plan for Prayer. Uh-huh. And then I am also reading, um, Ellen Hildebrand, I've been reading all of her books. They're just good, easy beach reads. I'm reading uh, The Silver Girl. Uh-huh. I I try to read about four to six books a month. I just love to read. I good love for it. you. Good for you. So I, I love to read as well. I, it, my months vary based on how many books I get in. Usually when I'm traveling, I get in more. But so I have my last question, and then you and I both have um, lives to get back to and work and stuff. You're a cookbook author. You are a travel agent, which I, that's my most favorite thing about you so far. Um, mom to three, um, blogger, like all these kind of things. You travel with your family. You're very intentional with your life. How do you get it all done in a day? Uh, I don't sleep very much. Is that true? Because I got an email yeah. from you this morning at four. Were you awake? Yeah, I was awake. <laughs> like I got that email when I woke up at 630 and I looked at the time and I thought, well, did she have a sick kid or what's happening? Like, how are you, were you really awake? No, yeah, no, my day begins at about four every morning. And, um, but I'm a morning person. I mean, I know that's kind of being a middle of the night person. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep backing it up and backing it up. But um, I just realized a long time ago that I want to spend as much time as I can with my kids. Mm-hmm. And in order to get done this other stuff that I love to do and it fulfills me, I'm, I'm going to need to do it when my kids are at school or they're sleeping. And hey, they're sleeping at four in the morning. So it's a great time for me to get some stuff done. Are you functioning then? I mean, you're like awake and working. I love coffee. coffee. Do you go to Coffee's bed super early or you just can work on less sleep? I, am, I work on less sleep. I go to bed about 10. My oh. dad is the same way. So That's awesome. Yeah. I wish I could be that way. I, uh, I'm working on writing a book. And so this is crazy and weird, but I set on my calendar for the next two weeks, I set an alarm to get up every morning at five and work for an hour and a half before my kids get up 
Now it's going to change your life. It's well, going to change your life. I, I'm going to need a little bit more encouragement because I'm failing. And so I, I told Aaron the other day, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, am I setting false expectations for myself? You love the morning. Did you always love it or did yes. you work into it? No, I've always been a morning person. I've never I'm not met- loving it. Like I've literally met that goal twice in two weeks. And so well, I'm either failing or I need to readjust my expectations. Well, I have a whole, I'm a big, I'm funny um, because I have a whole like routine. Like I light a candle, I turn on my French music, I get my coffee. Like it's a whole experience. Ah. And then I sit down, like I create this whole experience every morning. So it makes it enjoyable. I have a fuzzy blanket that I put on my lap while I'm working. Ah. Yeah. And so you're just like in this routine and that's when you get stuff done. That's when I get stuff done. And I'm kind of, I'm addicted to it now. If you took it away from me, I would miss. You're like, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Good, good, good. Okay, Shay, I have loved talking with you today. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on and talking about your parenting journey and adoption and Disney cruise lines and all kinds of things. So it's just been the best. Thank you. I've been so happy to be here to share with you guys. I appreciate it. Do you have anything coming up soon that's releasing or is everything released? Do you have anything you're looking forward to? Oh, I mean, I have lots I'm looking forward to. Um, I, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I want to hear that too, but I meant like publishing-wise. Do you have any books yes. coming out? September 1st, my big book called Eats comes out. And so that's exciting. It's a comprehensive, just big old cookbook comes out September 1st. So it's a cookbook as well. It is. Okay. I love it, love it, love it. Yay. Okay. Well, we will look forward to that. And anything we talked about today, I'm put up in the show notes so everyone will be able to find it. Shay, thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Wasn't Shay awesome? That was my first time to meet her and I just had a blast getting to know her and her family and her adoption story and her story of infertility. Um, if you liked it, I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a comment over on the show notes or a comment on Instagram. Um, I'd love to hear what you think about the show. Hey guys, I also want to thank another one of the today's sponsor for the happy hour and that is Camp Well. Camp Well was launched by Jen Sprinkle and Kelly Rucker and what it is designed for is for the woman who needs a break from the busy in her life to rest and refocus on the big dreams that she has in life, ministry, and business. Uh, when Jen and Kelly developed this, they knew that they wanted to create a space where women could come together and they could reflect and refocus and rest in the midst of our busy lives. We dream such big dreams and we try to do it all and oftentimes we get distracted and of course we become very weary. So there comes Camp Well. It's a four-day faith-filled venture for dreamers, doers, and entrepreneurs. And it's in Denver, Colorado this year from September 18th through 21st. It's limited to about 30 campers, and there's a few spots left. I just bought my ticket. I'm super excited about what this is offering for me, myself. They're offering our Happy Hour listeners $100 off with the code HAPPYHOUR. So head to CampWellSummit.com for more details. Or follow them on Instagram at CampWellSummit. And you're going to get $100 off with the code happy hour. And if you can't remember this, go to my blog, jamieivy.com, and there'll be more information there. And I just want to invite you to join us for this week of workshops and breakout sessions and one-on-one mentor sessions all in the beautiful city of Denver. Thank you, Camp Well. Guys, today's show was edited by Knox McCoy, and the music is by Jason Poe. Next week's guest is Joe Saxton, and you're going to love my conversation with Joe. We talk a lot about what does discipleship look like within our families and within the church. Um, We talk about bikinis, believe it or not. And then I love the answers to her questions of what is so American that she finds because she's British. She's lived here almost 12 years. So, guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy your day and have a happy hour with a friend.
When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own. So this is why they call it Devil's River. Trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours.